Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsaholics. I'm Mize. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we'd really appreciate you guys supporting the channel. If you enjoy the content, you know, smash that thumbs up button and share us with any other Arsenal fans that you think will enjoy hearing what we've got to say. Um, boys, how are we doing? Raj, Aaron and Nero? Good, good. It's like, it's nice to do one of these on the whistles when we haven't actually lost or got a bad result this is i think the first one that we've done on the whistle that we won right i think so i think so yeah so nice uh three nil away win at bottom of the table sheffield united um one that none of us actually predicted or expected us to come away with i think we all predicted draws so um yeah nice <laughs> win in the league um first clean sheet in a long time i think it's was it 14 games was it something like that 14 games having conceded yeah something like that so yeah yeah, nice to get a clean sheet. I mean, let's just get straight into it then. Um, quite a changed team lineup, really. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, number of changes. So we had um, Xhaka coming in at left back. It was an interesting one because I think we all thought, or three of us thought Saka would be three of you, yeah. left back. Credit uh, was, Aaron, I called it, I called it. You did, well done, well done. <laughs> I was just about to give you credit. Aaron, you did call that to be fair. Um, yeah, Xhaka left back. So Ceballos playing central, well, Ceballos playing, interestingly, where we, we guess we can get onto. Um uh, starts for Martinelli, which we were all quite happy about. And, uh, well, I guess a front four of Pepe, Saka, Martinelli and Lacazette and Callum Chambers back in at right back. And Gabriel was dropped, wasn't he? Or rested for um, Pablo Mari. So yeah, a number of changes for this one. Um, I mean, in terms of the game, guys, we better just get straight into how you guys thought the game went and just the general performance. I think we're all so polite. Wait for one another. <laughs> All right, I'll go straight to Aaron. And... Cool. I um I think it was <laughs> look compared to compared to the last two performances, anything was going to be better. Um, like Liverpool last week was, you know, it's impossible to play any worse than we did against Liverpool. I think. Um, and then Thursday, whilst we we didn't play badly, we didn't play well either. And I think the biggest change there was that William wasn't on the pitch and it just means that we have so much more energy <laughs> we have so much more <laughs> it's like everything everything he said sounded like really measured it was yeah. really loud and then all of a sudden you're just like anti-william agenda bang <laughs> anti-william agenda when it's the agenda <laughs> there is fuming look look forget william but whoever it is we we put in players who can run around and chase the ball and make things happen with their energy and their work rate. And funnily enough, Lacazette looked completely transformed compared to how he played on Thursday. And he was, um, yeah, he actually ran around quite a bit. I thought he had a really good game. Um, His goals aside, I thought his work rate was pretty good. He dropped deep when he had to, but he also tried to push up and offer something in the box as well. So, yeah, I think really good. It just shows a, a difference when you have players who do run, who do make impact and who are willing to put a shift in. Yeah, and I think when we talk about the evolution of of Arsenal and we've you know, we've always been saying oh, it's a work in progress, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, 
wherever you are in that process, if you're not going to be able to beat a team like Sheffield United, who literally have no manager, literally have no identity right now, have no plan, I mean, it's going to be trouble, isn't it? But, but, but like I said, Aaron, I think one of the one of the good features about us today was just it felt like everyone had to kick up the backside <laughs> and it felt like everyone was just um, ha- having a bit of urgency that against, for example, Prague, we only showed after about 60 minutes. And, uh, and this was kind of from the, from the, from kickoff, we, we showed that. So that was just really encouraging. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you guys think it was anything to do with the fact that it was a no pressure league game against a well, you know, poor side. They've been poor this season. They were poor again today, Sheffield United. Um, do you guys think that it's just, uh, you know, the team have kind of got into this mentality of, yeah, when the pressure's off, you know, we can turn up and play. Um, whereas, I mean, I was going to refer to the Liverpool game and we've generally generally been okay in the bigger games this season. But do you know what I mean? Kind of like the Prague game was the one where they really needed to put in the performance at home, get the goals as we talked about, and they didn't do that. Um, do you think there was a case of that? Maybe. I mean, Nira, you thought, you know, you mentioned when we were talking before, right, about was it nerves in Prague that perhaps prevented us from playing like this? I mean, what did you think? I think um, I think I think I mentioned as well, I think the fact that Martinelli was sort of starting up out wide today, I think he brings a, like, a lot of energy to his performance. And I think he's he's been like that every time he's played, he's always running around and he's always you know, giving 100%. And I'm not sure if maybe sort of part of that, you know, rubbed off on sort of all the other players as well um, and sort of, sh- sh- you know, got everyone to sort of raise their game a bit more. Um, and I think, yeah, in terms of, I've always said like this Arsenal team right now, like mentality-wise, I don't think they are the strongest. Um, even like that last 10 minutes against Spurs when we were under pressure, they sort of, you know, they couldn't handle it. And maybe, yeah, maybe the Europa League game as well, you know, when there's something to play for. I don't think, I'm not sure if we are, you know, mentally strong enough to you know, cope with that pressure. So um, only, only, you know, we'll see if we can, if we can back this performance with another great performance on Thursday, then obviously we'll, it'll, it'll, um, we'll have a sort of better idea on if it is the pressure or, you know, or what else caused the performance today. Yeah, I like to think that maybe my, like, Arteta might have grown himself over the last week. And we know that he's a work in progress himself and you know, I'm a big fan of his. But still, you know, I believe he has to grow as a manager. And I, I do wonder whether the penny dropped against Prague where where he just looked at it and thought, am I being too conservative? Am I being too cautious? Am I not filling these guys with the confidence they need to believe in their own abilities from kickoff? And I think what I liked about today's performance was it felt like we were really believing in in our own abilities as footballers, like the players actually looked like they were willing to inspire and they were willing to do things that um, made the most of their own personal abilities. And it, it just felt like we were playing with a lot more freedom. And I wonder if that is the manager. I wonder, you know, like Nero, I wonder if it wasn't necessarily a, a mentality thing from the players. It was more actually the manager almost turning around and saying, guys, do you know what, as a collective, maybe we, we need to stop being so nervous and maybe actually we as a collective, and I'm, I'm going to push this down on you as your leader, you know, maybe we need to just go and, and believe in ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. But I don't know, with, uh, when, with it, when it comes to pressure, I don't know if it's as easy as just, you know, telling someone to, you know, deal with it. Yeah. Because um, against like Wolves, for example, we that's like the, for last time, I remember us sort of starting a game so well. 
sort of first half, you know. Um, and then, you know, obviously questions about the quality of the opposition today is a, you know, uh, we shouldn't, you know, get too carried away with the win today or, you know, say, you know, he's turned it around or whatnot. He's, we can only, let's wait till Thursday before we can properly, you know, judge to see if it is, you know, a pressure thing that they have turned around. Because Thursday will be a massive, massive test, I think, away from home as well. It won't be easy. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think Sheffield United were rubbish. <laughs> There's no yeah, trash. No other way to describe it. They were really, really bad. I'm just surprised how far they've fallen from their heights of last season. But you know, we have it's the league. We've got to play all the teams twice, and it was our turn to to beat them. So all good for us. Yeah, we did the double right over them. I think this season. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we did. We beat them ahead. Mm. Achievements of the season, done the double. Probably <laughs> um, the only team we've beaten home and away. <laughs> probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, Raj, you just touched on it as well because I thought it was quite interesting because uh, about Arteta's kind of setup um, for this game because we've touched on, not touched on, we've just called out how cautious he's been, right? Um, just generally, uh, his kind of short career as a manager that's how his approach has tended to be and we've obviously got very very talented players albeit quite inconsistent ones um but i don't know if you guys saw on twitter um james benj tweeted a image um of basically average positions of our players i don't know if any of you guys saw this um i don't know at what point he he did it a couple of times through the game so i don't know at what point this was taken i think it was some point during the first half maybe but if you i'll have to send it to you guys but basically you've got um you've got uh, mari and uh holding and Xhaka at the back so you've got three at the back then you've got this no one in midfield and then you've got on the left hand side you've got like sabios um laka and Saka, I think, or Partey, I think it was. I can't remember. And then on the other side, you've got the other three uh, players. So you've literally got this 4-0-6 formation. Um, <laughs> and I think that a, a reason I mention it is just because, obviously, it's completely unorthodox for Arteta, you know. And, yeah, maybe he looked at the opposition and thought we can definitely go at them today. And um, it was a it was a big improvement. Like you guys said, we started started the game a lot better. And, you know, in the first half, I noticed... I was watching the Spurs United game uh, or saw some of it and I was saying to you guys like one of the disappointing things about watching us is the build-up play is so kind of turgid and slow compared to like you saw United and Spurs it's very quick passing um, people always running off the ball you know they're trying to get into space and it's quite it's quite good to watch it's quite refreshing to watch and today we actually saw a little bit of that um, you know that kind of passing and that kind of ties in nicely to the first goal really because it was a really really good goal from Arsenal's perspective it was a really well worked goal um you know, the build-up play around the edge of the box and then Lacazette finishing. What were your guys' thoughts on the goal? Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It was a really good goal. And Myers, to go back to your point, so I thought Ceballos also had a really good game in it. <clears throat> and it helps when we get that version of Ceballos where he plays well, plays progressive passes, plays it quickly, doesn't give the ball away. And, you know, I did notice um, every time Martinelli cut inside, it was usually Ceballos making the overlapping run on the outside. So he clearly was under instruction to try and do something um, from an attacking point of view. And, you know, it seems that because of that instruction, he seemed to find himself in the box there. Um, and he played a really good flick on to Lacazette. And, you know, he took it really well and fair play to him after missing a couple of chances on Thursday. It was nice to see him put it away. Uh, how, how much of it, 
because you mentioned a good point. It's it is the version of Sabios that we want to see, right? But um, in terms of the system, and as you sort of touched on it, actually, it looked like at times we were playing three at the back with Jacker as the left-sided centre back, and weirdly, it kind of looked like Sabios was taking up this left wing back position quite often. Um, how much do you think that we saw such a good version of Sabios because he was in this? kind of, I don't know, new position? And and how much of it do you think is because at the end of the day, we're only going to get this version of Danny Sabas against pretty average to poor teams? And when it comes to better teams, he's not going to be able to do this level of performance. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the latter, really, because it was last season, wasn't it, when we were his first season with us, that Burnley game is the game that, you know, stands out for him as the game that he we all thought he was going to be this kind of amazing midfield, creative midfielder, you know, dictates the play and all of that. And clearly that's, he's got the ability to do that. But, you know, if you're talking about teams like Burnley and Sheffield United, no offence to them, you know, he's not doing it in the bigger games against the bigger teams and he's had opportunities to do that. Um, So I think it's definitely the latter, Raj. Like, yeah, um, I just don't think he's quite at the level that we really need or hopefully, you know, the level that we aspire to be. Um, And it's interesting about that kind of where he found himself in today's game because I was thinking, you know, and the commentators mentioned it as well, you know, Xhaka playing in a position he's not familiar with or hasn't played that often and would Sheffield United, Sheffield United, sorry, look to expose that. And I thought maybe he's shifting over to that side as a little bit of protection, almost like just like an extra body. Um, so they don't, you know, shift the play over to there and try and get, you know, two on one against Xhaka. Uh, but obviously that didn't really, it didn't really transpire that way because obviously we dominated the game. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good first half overall. Good to go in 1-0. Um, it was a really lovely goal though, wasn't it? I know Aaron and you touched on it. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, I, I was thinking where we we haven't seen that um, in this Arteta team. Very, very rarely have we seen kind of build up play one touch. Because as soon as it gets to Lacazette, I think from there it's all one touch, isn't it? Lacazette one touch to mm-hmm. Saka to Ceballos, back to Saka and uh, he finishes. So yeah, really lovely goal. It was Wenger ball, wasn't it? Wenger mm. ball. Yeah, we've missed. They kept saying, "Was it Wengel be at home with his uh, red wine?" <laughs> Watching that, reminded of that Wilshire goal that he scored. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Finish, but just the way interaction. And it was interesting, Lacazette's um, post-match, and he he basically said, "Look, uh, when we play compact teams like that, we have to score goals like that more." And so I wonder whether it's a case where they did talk for the game about the fact that we were likely to face a team that were very compact at the back and we were likely therefore to have to score goals relying on a lot of one touch intricacy in that area. Mm. And, um, you know, I guess you're to to the point about Ceballos, fine. He was occupying these kind of, this kind of like weird left-sided role a lot of the time, but actually in that situation, he found himself almost right in this number 10 almost slot, didn't he? And he was, he was right at the heart of it. And we got the, you know, the level of kind of intricacy that we needed. And that flick was awesome. And the finish was great, wasn't it? It was like a really, really, really solid finish. It was, it was nice to see him score that after the miss on uh, Thursday, because he got into that position. You you kind of think, uh, is that, miss going to be in his mind and obviously he put it away and yeah it was I think well it's just it's just nice that imagine if he'd missed that one as well you know (laughs) really really affected his confidence um okay yeah so yeah second half very much I think the second half started a bit more even I think Sheffield United maybe came out with a bit more intent but the game kind of fell into a very similar sort of pattern we didn't have as many chances I guess you could say um maybe dominance in the final third wasn't quite there but there was this sort of period of uh, towards the I think it was around the 70th minute 65th 70th minute so Martinelli went down with that knee injury and he looked to be struggling then Saka went down 
with a thigh injury. Not really sure what that was. It looked like it was a collision. So like got need, um, it was an impact injury. So hopefully just a dead leg and he'll be over that in a, in a couple of days. Um, but then Martinelli, we all thought, <clears throat> excuse me, we all thought he was going to be coming off and then he ended up, ends up, um, scoring, scoring the goal. Pepe, really good work from Pepe. I thought, you know, he intercepted the, the pass that Sheffield United were trying to play out from the back and, um, does what he always does, tries to bend it with his left foot into that far corner. Pretty rubbish keeping, would you say, and tapping for Martinelli? Yeah, yeah I, go on, Aaron. No, I don't think it was that bad a, a save. I thought it was actually a really good shot by Pepe and the keeper just had no choice mm. because he was at full stretch and he just about managed to get to it. If he doesn't, Pepe scores. And it just so happens that at full stretch, Martinelli's there because he's committed, he's positive, he's anticipating something and he's in the right place at the right time. But I think you're right, two really good pieces of brilliance there. One from Pepe because a really good... Um, bit of skill to get the shot shot away and it's a really good shot and if he doesn't you know if he puts it any closer to the keeper I could think the keeper probably deals with it and can parry it to safety but because it's such a good shot all the keeper can do at full stretch is to parry it out and then Martinelli because he's anticipated and because he's in the box has a tap in hmm. I think Arteta can I think Arteta said after the in his post-match that I think it was an ankle I think he rolled over on his ankle I think that's what his injury was but it looks like he, he looked like he was going to come off for William before um, Saka went down. So lucky for him, especially that he managed to sort of stay on that pitch, and I'm sure that goal will sort of do him a world of good, give what, him a lot of confidence. What were your thoughts? Obviously, when he went down, um, and he didn't look very comfortable. He was down for a while, wasn't he? Then he ended up hobbling off, and then he seemed to just suddenly kind of come back onto the pitch really quickly. I was thinking, just take him off, like just take him off. We've got yeah, yeah. massive game on Thursday, massive games coming up potentially if we carry on in the Europa League. Just mm. he's been injured for so long, you know, and he came back and then he got injured again in the warm up against whoever it was. You know, just take him off. Like, why are we risking it? And then even after. And I think he comes back on and then I think Mari just plays this ball over the top, which he has to sprint onto. Oh, yeah. And Martinelli being Martinelli, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to not run for it. So he sprints full full throttle for it and then he doesn't reach it. And they, they show a close-up of his face and he just doesn't look comfortable. You can see he's like wincing or he's just, something's not quite right. So I wouldn't be surprised to be honest if they say in the next few days that he's He's going to be out. He's going to be... Well, he, he looked like he limped off to me when he was walking off. I think he hobbled off. It's baffling. Like, it's just so, weird decisions. Like, I mean, this is in the sort of 70-something minute, 70th minute. Yeah. Go on, Raj. No, I, I actually... I agree with everything you guys have said. The only thing that, that I thought was weird on top of that was at the end of the game in Arteta's comments, and, you know, he mentioned, I think, his ankle. Arteta didn't look concerned about it at all, though, because he basically just said, oh, he's a strong boy. <laughs> right and but against Saka but he did right and against Saka he looked a bit more concerned he was a bit like I don't know we have to wait I don't know what it is but with Martinelli he was like yeah, yeah whatever he's a strong boy um so either like it is completely fine or Arteta's being a massive idiot and has completely underplayed this and does not understand his player um but um just the, the one thing I want to add to his goal which this is a really small thing is um I get really annoyed when players can't do simple things or choose to not do simple things with their weaker foot. And what I really liked about Martinelli's goal was that he just hit it with his left foot, which was the natural foot where the angle angle of the ball was coming in. It was natural for and him he's to hit it. Right? I don't think he is. He's right footed. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we should know. That's that. the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think he is left footed. No. <laughs> I'm, 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 pretty <laughs> I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain. 
I'm pretty certain he's right footed. I thought he's right footed, yeah. I That's why in, yeah. the, in the first half, I think it was, I remember, yeah, first half prediction? when he sort of came onto his right foot and then he took No, he, he's right footed, I checked. He's right footed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right right. Aaron and that's disciplinary, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Getting fired. It's a really minor thing. It's a really minor thing, but I just really liked yeah. it. How it was like, actually, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you know what it's like. Like, there's some of our players who do it all the time. It's like they just, even Ober does it. Ober and Ober does it. He really tries to make sure he hits it with his right foot. Yeah. And I was like, just simple. Just you're a professional footballer. Just just do it. And he just no no fuss, <laughs> no nonsense. Open his left foot, bang, goal scored, finished, job done. So yeah, I really like that. Definitely. Um, and then yeah, we were pretty comfortable, weren't we? Um, and I think there's about five minutes to go, and we scored another really really nice goal. Um, Thomas Partey, who I think between the four of us, we've been quite critical of in recent games. Like he's. He, you'd say he still merits his place in the team because we don't really have anyone else. So he's clearly our best midfielder, but um, he's been, he's been iffy, hasn't he? With a number of, number of things um, kind of mm. taking players on in the middle of the park, which sort of half the time he seems to come out with the ball and half the time he doesn't and puts us into danger. And then his passing has been, if like, you know, wayward, I guess you could say, or it hasn't been as accurate as it, as it could be. So, and even today, uh, I think we pointed out a couple of times, but um, you know, the goal, from his point of view, or, you know, his part in the goal was, was really, really good. The third goal, you know, he gets the ball on the, and he turns, he sort of, he's half turns the defender, doesn't he? He's got, he receives the ball kind of side on and he just does the defender with a little dummy and um, picks out a perfectly weighted pass and lacquer, you know, runs onto, he doesn't really have to do much, but it's a very, very good finish again, you know, very confident clinical finish. It was a nice little goal. Yeah. I think uh, Partey, as you're, as you said, I think he typifies just Arsenal, how we've been in the last sort of few months, like moments of brilliance, you know, can pick out passes and it's playing great, like just like Arsenal. And then other times it's just God awful. Like, like against on mm. Thursday, he was like passing, it was all over the place. But um, yeah, mate, that, that goal was, yeah, the way he picked that pass out was such a good ball. Do you know what what he reminds me of a little bit? Do you know like where they say you get, we're, we're all South Asians, so we get it right. We... Before you go to uni, before you know, no, no, get this, I'm telling you, this is going to be one of the better analogies you see on any po- any podcast. But you know how, like, when we're all at school, we're doing like A levels, and your parents are really strict; they don't let you go out anywhere, they don't let you do anything. It's always strict. And then everyone goes to uni and goes absolutely mental. Yeah, you know, like they just lose their shit, and they're doing all these kinds of things. I've never been. I'm like, oh my god, I can talk to people from the of the opposite sex. I can do all kinds of crazy things, like. Mate, he I, looks. I like... to this mate. It's never happened to me. I was still that same boy. Yeah. God, we're gonna say he, he looks. Or like thirty-something-year-old virgins. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he looks. Basically, he looks like that. So he looks like under Diego Simeone at Atletico Madrid. He's like, you can't do anything. Really yeah. Energy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't do anything. Like you could only pass there there you can't take people on you can't run further than this you can't you can't you can't you can't you can't and now he's gone to arsenal and he just looks like he's like oh my god this is so much fun like, i can pass there i can turn here i could do all kinds of shit like that's what it looks like to me sometimes he's obviously class but it's like it's like he's like i don't care i'm having a great time yeah <laughs> that would explain some of his shooting to be fair yeah <laughs> he's like he gets the ball and he's just like i don't care I'm just gonna hit this <laughs> i know i'm not great at shooting i know it's like it's get, we're one nil down with two minutes to go i am just gonna shoot and hope it goes in um 
Oh, okay, yeah. Right. The analogy paid off, Roger. It was worth the... Yeah, it was, it was a good <laughs> analogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Well, yeah, so <laughs> I'm not sure where to go from there. Where do we go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, okay. let's, go out, let's go out clubbing, lads. Yeah. <laughs> um, Still not allowed to, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing changes there. <laughs> So yeah, I guess well, yeah, we were just talking talking about the goal, weren't we? So um yeah, it was a nice way to finish off the game. I, one thing that kind of created it's I don't wanna it's we won today, right? So I don't wanna I don't want us to be whinging or one of us to be whinging or all of us to be whinging and complaining. But one thing that did kind of grate with me a little bit was this again, the subs uh, or lack of. You know, we've got a massive game on Thursday. It goes uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember exactly when the subs happened. Obviously, Saka had to come off. So that was an enforced one anyway. Um, Martelli was saying, I, I think, should have come off a bit earlier than he did. Okay, he scored. But, you know, if he's if he's now out for a period of time, it just doesn't make sense why he, why he carried on for as long as he did. Um, yeah, 83rd minute and 89th minute. Uh, okay, right. Yeah, so we scored. Was that just before the lack of goal then? And then the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we... Yeah. So I mean, eighty fifth. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, we scored eighty fifth. So maybe there wasn't. <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe the ball didn't go out of play from the time. Well, obviously it did because they had to. They had to restart. But you know, maybe there was a period of time where the ball didn't go out of play and they were trying to make a sub. But even so, it just you know, when you've got a game on Thursday, and we were talking about this in the the last episode about you know if there's any fifty fifty players or if there's any players yeah. who are slightly tired. You know, let's not. Hopefully, he doesn't risk them. It was a bit difficult today because we had quite a few more players out than we would have liked, so options were limited. But just, just I don't know, it baffles me a little bit to be honest. Yeah, um, I know I've I've said this quite strongly in the past couple of episodes, but we've got nothing. To you, you weren't here last episode, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> the one before that, you was out clubbing. <laughs> yeah. Mate, keeping the dealer, mate. <laughs> Um, but like for for me, like all eggs should be in the Europa League basket. That is our priority. The mid 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 uh, you know the mid game here, Sheffield United, bottom of the league, should be the one where you do sort of rotate players. I understood from my point of view sometimes if players are out of form, like Lacazette, like he you know he didn't play well last game, so playing him today and getting that couple of goals is going to do you know the world of confidence for him. That's great. But people like Saka, again, he like he would have been someone, and I'm not just saying this because of the injury now, but I wouldn't have wanted to play him three times in the space of a week. Someone like him, I would have sort of wrapped in cotton wool. He's been sort of 50-50 in the past. I wouldn't have risked him today, personally. Um, so I was a bit, when I saw his, again, when I saw his te- name on the team sheet, I was like, you know, I hope, hope we just come out of this game without any injuries. It's probably more important for me than the result itself. So I was quite, yeah, sort of pissed off that, you know, hopefully Saka's back for Thursday. Uh, back for Thursday, but um, like we got, not, we're not fighting for anything in the league. So I don't know. We should have either used this for rotation or pl- use players who can. Like Martinelli, I, like I think that's a good time to play him, which I agree with, and Lacazette as well. But Saka, no, I would have definitely not played him today. Mm. I, I, I would, it's hard, isn't it? Like I would, I would tend to agree just from the perspective that now given something did happen to Saka, we have six first-team players injured and three of those are people who who can play the number 10 role. 
Now ESR's injured, Odegaard's injured, if Saka's injured, that's those three who play that number 10. So I know in, in hindsight, I, I mean, I would agree, Nero, and think, you know, he is in the Europa League basket. I think with players like Lacquer, it's important to get him back into form, so that's good. Mm. But um, yeah, look, let's just hope the Saka isn't a big injury, right? Yeah, I think it's it's a hard one, right? Because if we had dropped points today... I think the pressure on us going into the next game would have been even bigger. Mm-hmm. And I just think winning today, putting a performance together helps just not take the pressure off because Thursday is still, like you said, Nero, Thursday is still our season. Yeah. But it just it, the momentum is there. It just helps bring confidence. Like Lacazette's got a bit of form. Pepe's got yeah, a yeah. bit of form. Saka's got the form. And, you know, we took a gamble and I just hoped someone wouldn't get injured. And, you know, with Saka, it didn't pay off. But I think, like you said, if we didn't have the, if we had the players to rotate into, like arguably today would have been a better game than Thursday to start Willian, for example. We, you know, mm-hmm. I think today, yeah, maybe Willian could have found some form, right? Agreed. Um, yeah. So Saka didn't have to play. But, we could have played Willian. We could have even like you know we had Nelson on the bench. You know, he hasn't played all season. We have been yeah. giving him a go. Yeah, no, I, it's no. one of those, right? Hindsight is a wonderful thing. If Saka doesn't get injured, scores two goals today, you probably think, oh, good choice good reason good like decision to play him but yeah it just didn't work out that way let's hope it's not too serious yeah. but he's still coming back from an injury and to expect three games in the space of a week for Saka is still asking a lot isn't it yeah it's a good point yeah he's just coming back from an injury yeah that's it? true yeah mm. uh, it's interesting what you said Nero about and we've talked about this again like you know how do we prioritize how do we balance between two competitions and the league obviously kind of as we fell away in the league um, the priority automatically became the Europa League, but it's quite funny because obviously Leicester prioritised the um, the Premier League, um, went out of the Europa League uh, quite an early stage, and now they're <laughs> potentially struggling to finish in the top four. Um, so it's yeah, like Aaron has said, hindsight's hindsight's a great thing, but um, they're only two points, or Chelsea are only two points behind them uh, in fifth. So, and not to focus too much on Leicester or like any other teams, but. They've got. They've gone from a team which had everything going right to almost everything going wrong, like they've like to the point where because because you know like one of the criticisms about Rodgers even as Liverpool tenure was that he was unable to manage kind of the midweek European fixtures, and you know seemingly that he kind of came a bit unstuck this season. But they went from just being able to rotate their squad well to rotate it horribly. And not only that, but they've got all kinds of disciplinary issues in that squad. The three players left out today, again, for disciplinary reasons. Anyway, but so I digress. It's just it's a very interesting thing about how in football things can turn so quickly, can't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, one other thing that I guess we haven't touched on in regards to today's game, and we knew about this a couple of days ago, didn't we, that Aubameyang wasn't going to make the trip. Um, they put it down to flu. Um, would you, I mean, <coughs> I, 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 I don't know if I said it, on the pod or in our WhatsApp, but I did say to you guys, you know, I think there's something going on there with Aubameyang since the North London um, derby, him being dropped for that game. And since then he's been in and out of the team and he's not been playing centrally really. And, uh, you know, he's been getting subbed off and didn't start the other day. Um, So I, I, I think I said to you guys, you know, I think there's something going on. And then, you know, the fact that they've used flu as the reason, for why he didn't travel? What, what, you, what do you guys think? Am I am I being? Uh... I've seen I've seen the like the theories online about it being something more sinister. But honestly, I think if it was, Arteta would just say like he's been dropped for disciplinary reasons. I mean, Arteta dropped Abamyang for being late 
right before North London Derby and was very upfront about it. I don't think if there's something going on, they would make up some nonsense excuse of flu. I think they'd they'd <laughs> rather just say he's injured, for example. So yeah, I and look, I know Jack. I think James from Gunnerblog also tweeted that look, Jacka was ill a few weeks ago. Um, maybe there's something going around in the training ground. I am <coughs> still fairly confident that Aubameyang starts on Thursday. Yeah, I don't. I um. <laughs> Uh, like, I think the baffling thing about it was just them saying it was flu because I'm, I'm just intrigued as to how they know it's flu anyway. Can you even get flu nowadays? Well, there you go. <laughs> but there you go, man. Like, I mean, I mean, I think that's what everyone was saying. So I think everyone's going like, well, obviously it's not flu. No one gets flu. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, but so again, I'm just, I'm just baffled as to why they would come out and say flu. Like, couldn't they just said he's ill or, or he's just, sick or, just, or, just yeah. or he's injured? Just whatever. He's, he's, yeah. but I guess. Yeah. But, but I think it's the, the thing that also makes me think that it perhaps isn't anything more sinister is I think Ober actually. I, did, I read this on Twitter. I think on Instagram, he actually said something and he said, uh, disappointed to be sick, but hopefully be back for Thursday or something. Okay. So he uh, did it. Okay. Yeah. So, something like that. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that. Um, so yeah, I wonder if it was just like one of those uh, yeah. poor choice well, of words. Gotcha. That can't be out there with the team tonight, but hopefully back healthy on Thursday. Okay. That's good. Fine. You guys, are, you guys are taking things too literally. I think, yeah. to be honest. As long as he has a, <laughs> least, I'm, much, I'm a much more uh, what's the word? It's a much more of a cynic. But do you think, Mike? He, he didn't, he didn't like unfollow Arsenal or anything during that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following FC Barcelona. And <laughs> but why would he say that, Mike? I guess why would Ober say that if there was something more dodgy going on? Because it just makes him look like. What do you mean? As in, why would he say that? He's, he's going to tweet something, right? Did no, no, no. But like, goals? did he tweet anything during the goals itself? Uh, no, no, he's sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be. <laughs> um, no, I think I honestly think this all comes from that nonsense when Gary Neville was on Monday Night Football and created this story about. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't watch that too. Against um, when he said there's a click at Arsenal and they're like against the manager. Like, no, they're just inconsistent, poor players sometimes, and they can play really badly. Just because they're playing badly doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden you know, complicit in plotting against the manager. And I think people are so desperate for a story when there's been no real evidence, except for the fact that we know that Ober was late for the game against Spurs and he was dropped. The next game he was back in the team. I think he scored. So hmm. you know, I, I'm i not remotely worried about some conspiracy theory, which is what I think it is at this stage. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, I guess it leads us nicely. I could be wrong, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say it leads us nicely onto the game um, on Thursday. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Um, we'll see if he starts. But yeah, we've mentioned it a few times during this episode how massive of a game that is. Pretty much our whole season hinges on this game now. And us having to go to Prague and get a result, get some goals, probably going to need more than one. Well, we'll see. But um, how do you, what are you? What are your thoughts? You know, we've got just finished this game uh, Sunday night. We've got a few days <clears throat> news on injuries to come, I guess, um, especially some key ones like Saka, ESR, Erdegaard. But what are your thoughts at the moment leading up to that game against Prague? I'm a bit more optimistic <laughs> after watching us play today, put it that way. Uh, but I don't think they'll be as bad as Sheffield United were today. But I said on Thursday that actually the scoreline itself isn't too bad and the one reason is because i think it makes it very clear what we have to go and do on thursday and that score at least one most probably two 
Um, and if, for example, we'd gone in with a 1-0 lead, we'd be debating here today, should we play it safe? Should we sit back? Should we not sit back? But it's very clear we have to play an attacking lineup. 0-0 puts us out. We have to score. And if we score two, then they have to score three. And if we score two, we probably go through, barring a defensive disaster. So it's clear what we have to do. We have to play an attacking lineup. It's And hopefully we'll play our strongest front three, front four that we have available. And we go out aggressively. If we start that game like we did today in the first 20, 30 minutes, I will hope, you know, I'd be fairly confident that we do go through. Yeah, I think the clean sheet today is, I think that's quite important that we kept a clean sheet today, I think, just to get it out of their, you know, get it out of their heads that they're going to be conceding every game. Um, and I think, yeah, completely agree. I think we should just go for it. Um, yeah, they won't be as bad as um, Sheffield United today, but we're still much better than them on paper. And we've definitely got more quality than they do, even with <laughs> injuries. So, if I was Arteta, I'd just uh, take the handbrake off from the first minute and just absolutely just try and just try and get a few goals. Because it's good that we got a few goals today. Just a bit of confidence in the team. Are you guys? Are you guys confident? Because you both said um, just now that you're pretty confident that we we should go there and, and get a result, or get a win. Um, if we don't have, let's just say Saka, Esan, Erdegaard are all injured. Let's say Abamyang's not not back as well, and potentially Martinelli. Okay, play the rest. You know, carried on playing, but. You just don't know, really. If if we say those four players are out, Abamyang, Odegaard, Smithrow, and Saka, are you, do you still go into the game with the same confidence? I, I don't go in with the same confidence. I still, if you take all those players out, it's a lot of players. But if yeah. you still draw up the hypothetical lineup, it's still a lineup that's good enough to beat Prague. Surely, like I, I and I, I really. So I think that's number one. Two, I think, you know, what Arteta, I hope, has learned from the last two games is that I think he can't meticulously try and plan that game. If he if he goes and he tries to meticulously plan how we're going to beat the 1-1 kind of existing result, like, I think it'll be all wrong. And I think he just ne- he needs to look at today and he needs to go, well, do you know what? Actually, we can be quite good. And actually, you know, I don't think Prague will be used to facing that kind of pace if we can, if we, if we really, um, you know, take that handbrake off. So even if those players are injured, Mize, like I would hope that Lacazette, Willian, Pepe, Ceballos, you know, Partey, whatever. That's the, Will Ceballos be your guy in the hole then? In the, in the hypothetical situation, you'll have Lacazette, Willian, Pepe, and then who's, who's the hole? That's the missing piece. Is that Ceballos, you think? The, what was quite or, nice for me today, I don't know about, but what was quite nice for me today was it felt like they were they were really fluid <laughs> and it felt like it wasn't only one person who, who was playing in that. It was Saka for a while, Sabas was there, like, you know, it was, it was kind of, so, you know, I, I hope we could probably just do something like that, I, I, you know, and maybe it's too much to just rely on Sabayos to be the number 10. But I, I, may, I, to be honest, I just think he needs to look at what happened today and just go, that's my best bet of winning this game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if we did line up with a front four of William, Lacazette, and Pepe and Ceballos, I would be considerably less confident. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but again, that team you should still be able to beat the team that you should. they're ahead of you us, should, right? There's yeah. no excuses. Sh- Having those injuries, they should, no but that is a really bad front four. In my not really bad, but that is so <laughs> far away from our strongest front four. Thirty million, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's a bit harsh. A really bad front. <laughs> not that not really bad, but. Okay, Pepe, I, I, I mean, I'm starting to like. Mate, 70 but, million Pepe, um, Lacazette 50, one's on loan from Real Madrid, and then 
Yeah, yeah, on paper, fine. And maybe you can argue they should be better off. But uh, if that front four rock up on starting on Thursday, uh, I honestly think I would probably... But I, but I don't think... If we, if we get knocked out, we cannot use injuries as an excuse, I don't think. If yeah, you no, we can. Of course we can. No, we can't. Well, no, I don't think so. I don't, know. I don't, not, I don't think well, you can. No, you can't. What do you mean? Oh, well, compared well, to the opposition. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, um, yeah. And compared yeah, to yeah, you, we're playing. Yeah. Like, we're playing Liverpool, are we? We're playing Slavia, Prague. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we're fine. And excuse me, sorry, I've definitely got sorry in my throat today. Uh, I was going to ask as well. We had the, the flu is going. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, boys, I'm not going to be here on Thursday. Yeah, you've been uh, clubbing, <laughs> okay, clubbing, mate. Is that where you got it? Clubbing with Oba. <laughs> clubbing with Oba. <laughs> and the Leicester players as well. Um, I was just going to ask. Obviously, he had <laughs> he had this. Uh, he tried this experiment. Well, not experiment, but he put a Shaka in at left back today. I guess we were quite a bit more balanced, having a left footer on the left hand side. And he does like to have Arteta. He does like to have you know, um, the centre-back pairings, he likes to have a left footer and a right footer. Sounds like, or seems like, you know, he didn't fancy anyone else at left-back Suarez, so he's gone, <laughs> he went with Xhaka today. Do you think he might try that again on Thursday? Xhaka at left-back, or do you think Suarez comes back in? I think he might try it, because he did say in his interview, he basically made a comment saying... There are things I like about him in that position. There's some things that I want him to work on. And it's kind of like, all right, you're actually planning about this, right? You're thinking about developing him in some way. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe Xhaka will become like our James Milner figure. <laughs> you know, who knows? <laughs> he, has played, he has played left back before yeah. pre Arteta as well, right? I think under Emery, he might have he played did, left back did. or even under Wenger. It was like really remember. desperate times though. Like I think <laughs> everyone was injured. But then he didn't really get tested today, right? That's no, this is a worry. I think against today's team, yeah. Prague have got some decent, tricky wingers. I think, and Sheffield United have what's his name, McBurney or something. Um, so uh, <laughs> the disrespect, <laughs> yeah. the disrespect. <laughs> My goodness. So, yeah. Not McBurney. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and Ben Osborne. So, he had to go. Um, <laughs> so, Osborne is nothing like the name you just said. <laughs> no, 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 is, oh, I don't know, man. My knowledge of Sheffield United players is not good. <laughs> but, um, Rick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just make up a. Jeff no, I think they have got. No, they have got someone called McBurney as well. They don't. They? Yeah, they have. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. He's the guy who came we, on. We, right? sound, we sound so out of order. <laughs> the disrespect. Come on, man. We're 10th. <laughs> 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 exactly. We only look at the top half now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. So, yeah. We're, like, you, like we just talked about, right? There's the lineup that we put, in, put out on Thursday, sorry, could be, you know, one of two different teams. So um, let's see what happens with the injury news over the next few days. But let's assume we get a couple of players back. <clears throat> I like to think ESR and Erdegaard were kind of semi-injured, semi-rested today. You know, they just, he just didn't risk them um, in preparation for Thursday, but we don't know. Let's see what happens. But um, let's just see, or let's, uh, let, let's see what you guys think, really, in terms of how you think the game's going to go and scoreline. So Nero, how do you think we're going to do? <laughs> that's good <laughs> just so we can let's get that out of the way <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be like, I'll be so disappointed if we don't win this game like 
Wait, was, all of us will be, really. <laughs> we've got a good chance of winning the actual thing now. We so, uh, That's true. Um, yeah, because we've got a good pathway to the final. There's no no excuses. Um, I'm going to go for maybe a draw in the night, but with no rules. So like a two-two two score draw. draw. Oh, okay. And then sorry, okay. a two-two score Three draw, and then yeah, yeah. Oh, right, goes. Go penalties. Yeah, yeah, away goals. <clears throat> okay, Raj. I'm going to go Arsenal win 3-1. I can't bring myself to just predict anything other than us going through because that's just it's just too demoralising to think of. That's what it's I mean, our right? season <laughs> over, right? Um, and I, yeah, I'm going to go 3-1. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I will go 2-1 on the night. So 3-1. Okay, predict two wins. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, sorry. 3-2 overall, sorry, not 3-1. <laughs> Terrible, that's... 3-1 on the night. 3-2. What if McBurney plays? <laughs> <laughs> then we're out. <laughs> um, I'm going to go... Oh, God. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I think I did this for one of the other legs as well. I said we'd go yeah, through an away goal. So, yeah, Pen- one of the other Pen- ties. So, yeah. um, I'd say 1-1 one, one, and we get through... Uh, extra time penalties yeah not sure which one but yeah I'll go for one one oh, and we get through yeah. alright guys again as always really good chat thanks again to everyone who's tuned in and thanks for supporting the channel and we will see you after the Prague game on Thursday fingers crossed for a good result in a massive game nice one boys cheers cheers thanks yeah, yeah, see bye. you later Bye-bye. bye bye